Hello, and welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, a sacred place for women all around the world to find wisdom about the sacred feminine, empowerment, and healing. From natural health suggestions, traditional wisdom, and transformative stories, you'll be immersed in topics that bring you inspiration and clarity. If you're ready to awaken the wild woman within, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast with Cassandra Wilder. Hello and welcome back to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. My name is Cassandra. So incredibly grateful that you are here as we dive into a really, really powerful subject and that is how women and the moon phases sync and cycle together. Now, if you've been to a sacred goddess retreat with me, then you've heard some of this information. If you've been on the path of the divine feminine really at all, then likely you've heard about this phenomena of how women and the moon phases cycle together and how this shapes our entire life as women. There's so much wisdom around the moon phases and the divine feminine and so much history and folklore around this sacred connection and experience that we all have the opportunity to feel every single month. So I'm going to be weaving together what I know as a naturopathic doctor, but then also traditional women's wisdom. Of course, that is the purpose and the essence of this podcast, but I think this subject really demonstrates how these two worlds can be weaved together to create something that's really meaningful and something that really, really resonates. So why am I talking about the moon phases? Why am I talking about how this correlates to the divine feminine? How can these two seemingly very, very different things truly be that connected? Well, my sister, everything about a woman from your energy levels, your fertility, your mood, your libido, your need for space, your feeling and call to be extroverted, everything is connected to the moon phases, whether you're aware of it or not. Everything that you experience throughout the month in some way is represented by the moon phases. And especially as we begin to have a little more awareness and maybe begin to correlate what we're feeling each month to the moon, it's often astounding to see how in sync they truly are. The reason why it's really important to know how your body cycles with the moon phases is because it allows you to understand yourself at a greater level. When you understand that there's going to be certain times of the month when your energy naturally is lower, you're able to have compassion. When you understand that there's times of the month where your libido will be higher and lower, this allows you to cultivate a healing connection around that time. When you're aware of what your body needs and how your hormones shift every month in unison with the moon, you're able to understand yourself and your body at a greater level. At one point in history, this was such basic information that young women were taught from a very, very young age. They were told how their bodies worked. They were surrounded by women that actively tracked their cycles, had deep intimate connections with their menstrual cycles, tracked their ovulatory patterns, and lived in unison with the moon phases. And so it's interesting, it's really only in the last few centuries that we've come to feel that this information is a little out there, or maybe even uncomfortable. So what I'm here to remind you is that your body does cycle with the moon every single month. And if we, if we can understand the moon phases, then we can understand your body better, and vice versa. 
And I think that's one of the most powerful parts of this path is learning how to understand our bodies and the divine feminine and shifting from a shameful understanding to an empowered understanding. So what I'm going to do here is go through the four major moon phases of the month. And those are the new moon, the waxing moon, the full moon, and the waning moon. And what kinds of shifts we may feel as women throughout these phases. And I'll also talk a little bit about menstruation and ovulation because those were very key times in relation to the moon phases. And again, just notice how this resonates for you. And you may even find, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, you can look up what moon phase we're in currently. And you might find that some of this rings really true. And you might even be able to think back on experiences that you've had where having this information could have been really, really valuable. Remember, the more we understand the moon phases, the more we understand ourselves. So let's just leap right in and start talking about the new moon time. Now, the new moon time is when the moon is not actually visible. The sky is black, tends to be some of the darkest nights. And this is when we as women tend to feel that same draw to go inward. This in general is when we're going to have the lowest energy as women and also when we tend to feel the most introverted. I want you to picture the moon going through her phases, ever changing, ever cycling. And during this phase, during the new moon, she moves inward as she takes care of herself, as she nourishes herself, as she turns into her shadow side. That's the exact same energy that we're feeling during the new moon time as we begin to move within, address our shadow side, and make space for self-care. Now, because this is when our energy is typically going to be lowest and when we also tend to feel the most introverted, this is the best time of the month to practice self-care. And self-care, it's a word that gets thrown around a lot, but truly self-care is anything that you feel rejuvenates you, restores you, brings you back into balance. So that could be going for a walk in nature, it could be taking a nap in the middle of the day, that could be coordinating with a friend so that your kids can go over to her house for a few hours. Any little thing that brings us closer to our most authentic self. And a reminder that self-care is not selfish. There's such a belief, especially among women, that if we take time for ourselves that we're being selfish because we could be serving others. And I think this shows how beautiful we are as women, how we really have this natural desire to serve and care for others. We have this beautiful nurturing spirit, but we need to also replenish ourselves. And if the new moon time is the only time that you are willing to commit to self-care, I totally honor that. But this at the very least is a must. With every new moon time, you need to do something for you. And again, there's a huge range, a hot bath, journaling, going for a walk, rest, going to bed an hour early. It doesn't need to be this like big extravagant day-long spa day, (laughs) though. I mean, I don't think any of us would complain if that was our only option, but it, it needs to be sustainable and it needs to be accessible. That's the most important thing and something that you genuinely enjoy. Because our energy is feeling a little lower, we may not feel as called to do anything super athletic like going on a big hike or dancing or or anything like that. And because we're also in this more introverted phase, we may find that we, um, we don't have this big draw to be social. And instead, we'd rather be home alone with our own self-care practices, being introspective. So this would be a really nice time to build in some space for you to have 
quiet time to just be alone. And often during the new moon time, we even find we need a little bit of space from partners or people that we love dearly more than anything. This is a time when we feel that call to step back from most people and really do something for ourselves. Now, the new moon has been called an intense time by many people. And the reason for this is because traditionally the new moon was a time of letting go and releasing. It's a powerful time of renewal. And so with every new moon time, you are being cradled within this beautiful energy to let go, to release things that no longer serve you. Everything in this universe has this cyclical balance, whether we look at nature, we look at the moon, anything around us goes through phases of this life and death and life. Just as we have spring, we also have winter. Just as the moon grows bold and bright at the full moon, she also has this dark shadow side. And so often we move throughout our lives without ever having released or let go of things that weigh heavy on us. And if you've come to a sacred goddess retreat, then you've participated in the releasing exercises that I find to be absolutely life-changing because most women have never had a loving, intentional space held for them to look within and let go. All of us have experienced hardship and challenge, and we can't compare them. They're all so uniquely different and how they affected us is different. But we all need a space to let go. So with every new moon time, you have this opportunity to let go of things that weigh heavy on you, that no longer serve you. And for some of us, that might be some big, heavy traumas from our past. For some of us, that might be a little habit change we want to make. And again, there's no point in comparing them and what is more valid to release or is this worthy to release. It doesn't matter. What matters is how does it feel? If there's something that you feel holds you back in life, then that's really all you need to know to determine if this is something that's worthwhile to release. So with every new moon, I would highly recommend writing out everything you're letting go of and then burning that paper. If you're not able to burn it, though, that is really powerful because fire is also the ultimate sign of transformation. You can imagine a fire roaring through a forest, destroying everything, and yet that creates the most fertile soil in the entire world for new growth. If you're not able to burn it, you can also shred it. You could also bury it. There's a lot of different things you could do. So just tune in, feel into what is intuitively right for you. But if you can, burning it is a really powerful practice. And that's why a lot of people think of the new moon as an intense time as opposed to the full moon. And we'll talk about that in a moment. The new moon is the shadow. You could think of it as our shadow side. We all have this this part of ourselves that we hide from others. Maybe this part of us that's really critical or this part of us that's really lonely or, you know, there's this part of us that we wouldn't want the average person to be able to see in us and yet it exists. And maybe rather than fighting it, we need to recognize it and determine if it serves us and if it does in some capacity, how we can integrate it. The new moon time is also the traditional time of menstruation for most cultures. Most cultures around the world would all bleed together during the new moon. If you grew up with a sister or spent a lot of time with women growing up, then you probably know that women who spend time together sync together, and so you'll bleed 
together. And so you can imagine living in a small, intimate village where you're you're very connected. Women would likely all be bleeding at the same time every month. And so with every new moon, women would retreat into what many cultures called the Red Tent or the Moon Lodge. And here they would bleed directly into the earth, rest, connect in sisterhood, sing, share wisdom, weave baskets, honoring the divine feminine and that nature of releasing. So with the new moon, you may be physically bleeding, releasing as well. At the end of this, I'll talk a little bit more about about why menstruation doesn't have to necessarily be with the new moon and, and all that. So no worries. Stay tuned for that. So again, new moon, time of letting go, releasing that time of self-care, the time when we tend to feel the most introverted, time when we just want to be alone. We want to be reflective. We want to really look at our lives and determine if it's really flowing in alignment with what we envision. And that is, my friends, the beautiful new moon time. This is my favorite time of the month. And um, a fun thing you can do, you can actually Google your birthday and determine what moon phase it was when you were born. Just, it's kind of interesting. Most babies are born around a full moon time. But I was intrigued to learn a couple years ago that I was born on a new moon. And I thought, well, no wonder. <laughs> no wonder that I feel so at home during this, this shadow time when it's about that letting go and releasing. Really, really beautiful. So after the new moon, we move into the waxing moon phase. And that's the phase between the new moon and the full moon. So this is when we start to see that beautiful crescent moon start to appear as we approach the full moon time, but we're not quite there. You could imagine the waxing moon time is feeling a bit like spring. And right now it's spring, at least here for me in the US. And it feels so good. It really is like emerging out of that dark cave of winter. And this is exactly how the waxing moon phase feels as well. You slowly begin to feel a little more energy. You slowly begin to feel a little more extroverted. You want to get out and connect with community. And you begin to feel more passion and more more boldness in what you want to create. This is a really fantastic time to manifest. You could think of this, again, like spring, like you're planting fresh seeds, new intentions, new goals. And this is when you can begin to work towards everything that you seek. A really wonderful time if you're an entrepreneur or anything like that to set all of your business goals with every waxing moon phase. A lot of women that I know are very successful with this model set all their goals with the waxing moon phase. With the full moon, they're extremely productive while energy is the highest. And then it begins to taper off towards the new moon. And during the new moon, they're very intentional and and take plenty of space for self-care. So if you're an entrepreneur, if you have the option to do something like that, you could implement that to whatever degree resonates with you. Obviously, you don't have to do it to that extent, but you can begin to shape your life around the moon phases because that's in essence shaping your life around yourself. The waxing moon time, as I said, great time to set intentions. It's also an amazing time to begin to honor this this desire for more movement. You may feel drawn to go for a hike, to be out in nature even more, to go to a more active yoga class, and that's all incredibly valid. Then we have our full moon time. 
And I think we all know when it's a full moon, when that beautiful moon is glowing in the sky and we can feel that radiance. This is when we feel the most emboldened, the most passionate, the most connected of any time of the month. Imagine the moon showing up unapologetically, boldly, without caution. That's the same energy we tend to feel as well. This is our most extroverted time of the month and also when we have the most energy. So a wonderful time to be super productive, to be in the community, to you know, lead a women's circle, to go to a wedding, to do things that are super social. Ecstatic dance is amazing during the full moon time because your energy is high and our libido also typically is higher with the full moon. The full moon really holds this energy of celebration and gratitude, celebrating the, the bounty that's, that we all have around us, these things that maybe we, we don't consciously think about, but we really do all have so much to be grateful for in our lives. And while the new moon is that, that deep letting go, releasing, the full moon is the opposite and just being okay with where we're at and celebrating all the blessings that we do have. And an amazing time to celebrate. Some of the best parties and celebrations are, are always done with the full moon time. The full moon time is also the traditional time of ovulation or that window when we could get pregnant. If we were menstruating with the new moon, likely we'd be ovulating around the full moon time. At some point here on the podcast, I will do a whole thing about ovulation and how to track your own cycle because I know a lot of you are really intrigued to learn that, especially if you're wanting to transition off of birth control and yet want to be mindful and not get pregnant just yet. But it's also very important to know how to track your ovulation if you're trying to start a family. Then you certainly need to know that window so that you know when to be connecting so that you can potentially get pregnant. So I'll do a podcast on that at some point. If you're wanting that sooner than later, then send me a message or something and and give me a little encouragement so that I know that's what you want. But the traditional time of ovulation, when we ovulate, we tend to have a very high libido. This is nature's way of making sure, you know, the species lives on. (laughs) And um, this is also when we tend to feel the most creative. And so a beautiful time to honor this, this need to express ourselves, whether that's through yoga or dance or painting or wire wrapping crystals or potting plants or... You know, there's so many things. You don't have to think of creativity as physically picking up a paintbrush. It can be anything that inspires that fluidity of spirit. Now a note on the full moon. The full moon can bring out some interesting things in people. If you've ever looked at the word lunatic or lunacy, what is the root word there? It's luna, which is moon in Spanish and Latin and probably a lot of languages. And so it's very well known that the full moon brings out kind of an unconscious pattern in people if we're not grounded. If you've ever worked in a hospital setting, then likely you know that more babies are born with a full moon than any other time. The emergency room tends to be crazy around the full moon time. More babies are made during a full moon than any other time. When I worked in law enforcement, it was very well known that the full moon is like, pray that that's your day off because it's absolutely wild and there's so much more crime that occurs during a full moon time. I remember maybe a year ago, it was a full moon and an eclipse and I think it was a solstice or something. It was a really interesting combo 
and I talked to some of my friends that still are in law enforcement and they said to me, Cassandra, you are so lucky you got out of this world because tonight is going to be terrifying. Um, and I recently was talking to a friend and she worked in nursing homes for a number of years and she said it was the same thing with the full moon. Um, it would bring out a lot of interesting habits in the patients there. So, oh, and children, if you have children, you'll probably notice during the full moon, they tend to be a little wild and maybe have a hard time going to sleep. And all of that to say, the full moon can bring out some interesting things in people. And if you find yourself with a full moon feeling really irritated, feeling imbalanced, feeling agitated, or just not like yourself, that's a huge, huge cue or a reminder to get grounded, to actually put your feet on the earth and come back into your body. The full moon tends to raise the energy so much so that it's almost like we float out of our body and that's where these unconscious patterns and behaviors really start to emerge. So just notice with the full moon, if you feel this this interesting, you could say lunacy that that can come out. And it's not necessarily bad, though, you know, don't go commit a crime or something and be like, hey, it was the full moon, what can I say? <laughs> I don't think, I don't think your, um, your lawyer will appreciate that. So that is the full moon time. Then we have the waning moon time, and that's when the energy begins to drop as we approach the new moon time. So energy begins to lower down. We slowly feel our energy levels start to sink. We begin to feel that call to be a little more introverted. It's that that window between new moon and full moon. This is a wonderful time to cultivate your intuition. And many cultures believe this was the most intuitive time of your cycle was during this waning moon time. It's also my personal favorite time to connect to the womb space or the uterus this powerful center of femininity, of empowerment, of intuition, of joy. This is our power center as women. And so this is a really key time to connect to your womb space, whether that's through a meditation, whether that's through simply bringing awareness to this space, whatever calls to you. But do know that this is a time when we tend to be the most intuitive. So you may receive little insights or guidance about the next step to take in life or what you really want to create in this world. So those are our four major moon phases throughout the month. Now, one question I get a lot is, are men affected by the moon? And that is absolutely. Um, they tend to not be quite as affected as women, but I have met men that are very in tune with all of this and do feel the, the large shifts in energy and how in introverted or extroverted they are. So we have to remember we're all on the scale of the divine feminine and masculine. And so for some people, they're going to feel different things. And um, while we tend to think of the moon as being very feminine, men certainly can be affected. Another question I get a lot is, if we're not menstruating with the new moon, is that bad? And the answer is, oh my gosh, no. There's nothing wrong with menstruating at any time during the month. This was just how a lot of cultures experienced menstruation. And I think from a standpoint of that releasing and letting go, it kind of makes sense to menstruate with the new moon, but it does not mean that your cycle is off or that anything is wrong to not menstruate with the new moon. Now you might notice though, that as you bring more awareness to your cycle 
and as you begin to connect with the moon phases that your cycle very likely will start to meander around and align differently with the moon phases either with the full moon or the new moon specifically um, granted if you're not on birth control of course and it's it's really really interesting oftentimes women will come to a retreat with me and within a month they'll say you know either my cycle was like a week and a half earlier my cycle was two weeks late and it has synced to be in alignment with the new moon or the full moon and it's consistently staying in that rhythm and I think that just proves how incredible our bodies are. There's things that I don't think are, are possible to really explain or to really look at from a science standpoint. It's something that's beyond what we can comprehend. And that's the nature of the feminine, to be mystical, to be mysterious, to be ever-changing and ever-flowing. So there's nothing wrong with menstruating during any phase of the moon. So know that that is okay. To understand the moon is to understand yourself. So if you haven't already, start to track your cycle. You can find a lot of different apps just on your phone. Um, I use the one called Life. And I track when I menstruate, I track, you know, my ovulatory patterns. And then I also track what moon phase it is. And that's really helpful for me to put it all together. But you don't even need a fancy app. You could use a calendar, even Google Calendar. You could put in what moon phase it is and how all of this relates. But it'll be really interesting. You'll probably notice within the next few months, just with having this little bit of information, that you're going to be more aware of your body and you're going to be a little more aware of how your cycle shifts and changes to be more so in alignment with the moon phases. And this information is so rich. There's so much more to all of this. There's a lot of information that's about um, different ways to eat throughout the month to support your specific hormones. There's certain herbs that are absolutely incredible and really nourish you during each phase of the moon. There's so much more to all of this. So this is a really great start, a really, really perfect um, amount of information just to begin to cultivate more awareness. If you want to dive into all of this more, if this absolutely fascinated you, and if you already feel something stirring within you, then I have an Embodied Wisdom Moon course that I lead. It's four weeks long, and it is absolutely going to be like the most life-changing four weeks of your life as we dive into all four of the major moon phases, the four major phases of the Divine Feminine. And then we also talk about hormone health throughout the month, how to track your cycle so that you can learn how to prevent pregnancy or get pregnant perhaps with a little more ease, how to menstruate with empowerment and how to even shift your cycle if you want and naturally help your, your menstrual cycle align with the new moon. There are natural ways to support that if that's really important to you. Like I said, we talk about herbal wisdom throughout the month, the key foods that you want to eat during each phase. It is such an amazing course. So if you're feeling called to dive a little deeper into all of that, you can go to goddessceremony.com slash embodied wisdom. And just because I love all of you so much and I'm so grateful for all of your support, you can save $50 just by typing in podcast to checkouts. And I'd be so grateful to, to extend my gratitude in that way. So I'd love to hear how this information has resonated for you. So go on Instagram. You can find me at wildgoddess or 
at Goddess Ceremony and let us know how this information resonated with you if you feel a difference in your body just by having this awareness about the moon phases and where you're going to take this information. If you're going to practice self-care with the new moon, if you're going to be extra productive with the full moon, whatever this information has sparked in you, I would love to hear about it. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. If you haven't already, please leave a review on iTunes. It means so much to me. I pretty much cry every single day when I read all of your beautiful reviews. So really, thank you. They make my day. And I'm so excited to see all of you that feel called to join me in Embodied Wisdom. So much love, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for the Goddess Ceremony podcast. We hope you found inspiration and healing within this sacred space. If you're feeling the call to join us for an upcoming Sacred Goddess Retreat or transformative women's leadership training, now is the time to rise. You can find details about upcoming retreats and trainings at goddessceremony.com. We'll see you in the next podcast, sister. Thank you.